Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing today, Jay? Great, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. Good to, good to chat with you again. Yeah. Um. So, I, you know, I was thinking, we, we, we don't do a lot of show prep, still. I mean, that's one of the things that's always been about the Music Biz Weekly, is not a lot of show prep. It's almost like... We, we get in touch in the morning and go, all right, what the heck are we talking about? And that was that was definitely the case. You sent me a text message going, all right, what's on for today? And I'm like, no idea. Um, but besides being a um, music industry executive, you also are a photographer. And I thought this might be very interesting to have a good little discussion about that. Um, we know that band photos are critical. Absolutely. Absolutely critical. Album covers, critical. Now, whether the cover is a photograph or not, we could get into that later on. Sure. But um, I think you and I and probably every listener out there have seen the cliche band photos where you're like, you just look at it and go, oh, my God. Yeah. Why did you do that? Not you a know, lot of thought. Standing on it. a railroad track, distance perspective. Classic. In the back alley, you know, with dumpsters yeah. and graffiti on the wall. I mean, yeah. we we can all run run down a list of sure ten band photos you should not do. <laughs> the old pickup truck. The old pickup truck. We could, we could go on and on. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I thought I would I would pick your brain um, as a photographer. You know, and, and give it. And as we get started, give us a little background as to who you've done photography for. Sure. Um, but sure. let's talk about, you know, some of the tips, advice that you might have for bands when it comes to this. Like, you know, don't do this, do that. Or when you're finally in that room with your photographer, you know, what's going to make your job as a photographer easier yeah. so you can get better photos of bands? Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. And I, I think that I'm a big believer that you should look at an image of a band and be able to know what they sound like. You know, there's a big difference between a photograph of Motley Crue and one of Sheryl Crow. You know, you look at the the photo of Sheryl Crow and maybe she's outdoors and it's a sunset or a sunrise and there's wheat growing behind her and a, a horse in the background. Wasn't or, that the cover of a Motley you know? Crue album? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and they're, they're just... There's certain ways that you have to kind of brand yourself. And folks that are um, in the business that we're in, where we're advising artists, managers, distribution companies, those sorts of things, um, part of that discussion surrounds branding and photography. And I was working with this band um, here in Los Angeles called uh, Nikki Davey. And they're, they're absolutely fantastic. But one of the first things we had to address was imaging. The photos on Facebook looked different than their website. Some of them had members that weren't with the band anymore. Some of oh. them did. Yeah, and some of them were okay. You know, they weren't horrible. But when you looked at them, you couldn't tell what they sounded like. And this isn't a good band. This is a great band. I mean, these guys uh, write great songs. They sing well. They're great musicians. And their photos didn't do them justice. So one of the first things we, we did is we went into the studio and uh, the, the photo studio and did a shoot with them. And I had them bring in, you know, like 10, 12 different outfits. Here's some formal outfits, you know, almost like suits. 
Um, here's jeans and white t-shirts. Here's black leather and, you know, all these different kinds of looks because I wanted to see what, what they looked like, you know, what, what they appreciated and, and, and how it reflected their sound. And we had a really, really great photo shoot. And I think they were even surprised at, at kind of what came out of that shoot. But like I said, I'm a big believer that you should be able to, the first time you see an image, you should get a sense of who that band is. And as you know, it's increasingly difficult because that photograph that you're using for the cover of your album, EP, video, it's gets two reduced. Two inches by two exactly. inches. That's exactly right. So you have to kind of think like that. In the old days, it was the pricing sticker, you know, on your CD. Typically goes in the right top right-hand corner. Sometimes there would be imagery or text there, and I would advise people, you know, take a look at what's in the store. You know, is sometimes those stickers are very large. You know, at a, a Target or a Walmart, if you're lucky enough to be in one of those locations, you have to think about those things. And of course, now we have to think about, okay. If it's iTunes, you know, you have the little, you know, postage stamp size. So you have to think along those lines. But even smaller yet, when you get to some of the streaming services and they put an even smaller one. So I think, you know, color has a lot to do with it. I think keeping things simple on the cover has a lot to do with it. But I think we should start with um, what I call press photos, whether you're using them for, you know, press or not you could be using them for your socials for your website you're sending so them out to a booking agent to try and that's book right a gig yeah yeah and you may do gig posters you may do whatever and that's where you kind of start and i i would suggest that you kind of take a look at you know what are other bands doing that i really like and what are other bands doing that i i don't like and kind of find the best of um you know, what that look is, that look and feel is. And, you know, you start there, and I think you need to be consistent. I think that your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your everything across the board, Twitter, I think you use that imagery, and it becomes part of your brand. And that doesn't mean that you can't change that up, you know, as you grow and as you mature and, and as, you know, your sound maybe changes. But I think you need to be consistent across the board, and that'll help you with that branding. So let, let, me, let me ask you a question. So you're the photographer. How much do you appreciate or how much does it drive you batty when an artist comes in and starts telling you exactly what they want and don't want? I love it. I absolutely love it. But th those are few and far between. Most artists... I think you'd be surprised. They, they don't. They don't really know. They just want good photos. You know, their their focus is in the studio or on the road or whatever it is. Um, I'm fortunate with a couple of my clients that I have a really good art director. Um, I've done a lot of work with uh, Rick Springfield. Done uh, maybe his last five album covers, and he has an art director, uh, Kim DeGennaro, and she typically attends every shoot with me, and we have a conversation beforehand of kind of what look we're going for. She designs all of his merch, you know, the T-shirts, coffee mugs, keychains, those sorts of things, and a lot of that imagery is used in tour ads you know, or, or ticket sales, those types of things. So you want to make sure that people see at a glance, you know, what you want in that client. 
Um, with Nikki Davy, they had um, a makeup artist. They had someone who was kind of a stylist that would come in and help with uh, you know the outfits, that sort of thing. But to answer your question, I think it's crucial that the artist has some kind of idea coming in. Uh, the firmer the idea, you know, the better. It doesn't typically work out that way. But even if they have their mindset on a certain look, um, I, I can always mix it up and shoot them in a few different ways and then kind of present that, uh, you know, to see how that works. Do you, do you want that input before you get into the studio? Because I'm sort of, I'm, I'm trying to correlate this to like you're in the studio with a producer. You know, yeah. when you're in the studio with a producer, you're, the clock is running. You're, you're being paid a fee there. Now is not the time to sit here and go, well, let's rewrite this song as you're in the studio. Right. Would, so would you prefer, hand, prefer, prefer beforehand to have the artist like meet with you at a Starbucks or just send an email saying, okay, I know we're going to be in the studio next Tuesday. Here's one. Here's things I like and don't like. I mean, is does that is is that preferred as opposed yeah. to walking in, setting up, and then all of a sudden, you're in the studio, lights are on, and you spend the next hour finally getting them to tell you what they like. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question because with developing artists, um, you definitely want to sit down at Starbucks beforehand, look at other bands, look at other looks, album covers, those kinds of things, and kind of get a sense of what they like, what they don't like. With an established artist, there's no prep. You step in and you just start firing away. Yeah, but wouldn't, um, wouldn't an established artist like somebody like Rick Springfield, do you have prep with their art director in advance, though? Yeah, you yeah. So, do. so you're with, not you're not necessarily Rick, you do, having not, prep with the artist, yeah. but you might be prepping with their team. Yeah, and sometimes not at all. I did one of my favorite shoots was with John Waite. I did his last album cover, and I had an idea going in what I wanted uh, with him. Um, I, I wanted this kind of James Dean kind of, you know, a lot of his shoots were very artsy. You know, he had really cool suits on and, you know, it looked kind of, I don't know, dated some of it because of the way it was shot. And I wanted something a little, little more timeless, something that was, you know, that rock and roll, black leather, black and white imagery. And what happened was we went into the studio and I started shooting those and it, it was going okay. And then he took a break to have a cigarette and I watched him, you know, light a cigarette and it... I said, whoa, 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 wait, you know, <laughs> let's, let's do this in the studio. Right. So even though you're not supposed to smoke in the studio, they allowed us to do that. And we got some photos of him smoking. And I think we really captured what we were going for. But like with John, I've done a, a few sessions with him. We just step in and I, we have like a five minute discussion beforehand. Like, here's what I'm going for. This is what I'm thinking. And once we start taking photos, you know, I typically have a laptop up or some kind of monitor. So after I take a photo, it goes up immediately and the artist can kind of look over. You can do a quick review. It's the old poll. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And what happens with that is if they're tight, because usually artists for the first 10, 12 shots, they're, they're a little stiff, they're a little tight. Once they kind of look up and, and see the images, they start to relax a little bit like, okay, that looks okay. I like that. Um, so once you kind of, uh, you know, get into the groove, get them relaxed and start shooting, then they can kind of see how it's going. Typically with John, he'll look up and say, 
yeah, I like that, but can we do more of this? Can we move this in the background? He's a little bit more involved. Um, I think Rick and I over the years have built up uh, a trust. So now, um, like you mentioned earlier, I'll talk to his art director and we'll get it kind of planned out and he can just come in and do the changes and we just basically move him where we want to move him. Yeah, because I, I, I was, I was going to ask, you know, how do you, how, how do you take it when you've got an artist who's constantly pushing back during the photo session versus artists who don't? And, and I've seen um, Kiss in a couple photo sessions where a lot of times their attitude is, you just tell us what to do. Yeah. We are here. You mold us, you point us, you tell us, you know, we're not here to decide what we should do. Yeah. You're here to tell us what we should do. So, yeah, you know, and, 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 and I've always been impressed with that. And I, I, and I like that attitude because it's sort of, I'm trusting you, the professional photographer, to do the best thing possible. So if you want my arm like this because it looks great, tell me to do that because I'm yeah. not doing it naturally. Yeah. And, and that's exactly how it goes. You become kind of the ringleader, uh, you know the conductor. There are a couple of things that you watch out for. Sometimes the artist is just in a bad mood, you know, or in the case of one of my clients, he was up really late the night before, um, came in looking, you know, tired. Like he was beat. up late. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you have those kinds of issues. Kiss is, you know, those guys are so pro. Um, I've never done a studio shoot with them, but certainly enough, you know, live uh, sessions with them. And, um, you know, they're a photographer's dream. At the beginning of each show, as you know, they, they look out, they find where the photographers are, and they go after them. Well, and they you know, know and, 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 and I don't want to jump topics real quickly here, so we could come back to this if you want. Sure. But I do want to talk about live photography. You know, I think the in-studio photography is really important, but I think live yeah. photography needs to be discussed. So um, let, let's, yeah, let's, let's, continue. Let, let's continue with the yeah. in-studio, but let's then make sure we cover some live photography. Yeah. I think, you know, what, what bands and managers need to know now is that professional photography is not super expensive, um, but it does cost money. Um, don't hire your girlfriend don't hire your buddy who's got a good camera. Just because you've got the brand new iPhone doesn't make you a photographer. <laughs> exactly. You know, you want somebody who is going to get the best look. And I'm telling you, it's so valuable and it will pay dividends for a long time if you get good images. Because think about it, when you and I look in a magazine or online, website, socials, whatever, when you see something that's snapped with an iPhone or by you know somebody who's not professional, those are snapshots. They're okay. But when you see something that's pro, it makes all the difference in the world. Now you're perceiving that artist as being a little bit more professional, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've said this so many times before, it's it's something we don't like, but you are judged by your cover, meaning your album cover, that first photograph, that's usually, not usually, but quite often that will be what somebody sees first before they even hear your music. That's right. You know, I'll, I'll give you an a, a old example. The band Cinderella, back in the 80s when their first album came out, never heard of these guys. I'm in a record store. 
the cover. Mm-hmm. I'm buying it. I'd never heard them. No idea what they sounded like. Cover alone. Yeah. I bought it. People yeah. are going to make decisions, right or wrong. We could debate that until we're blue in the face, but it doesn't matter. It happens. It's true. Yeah. They are going to make decisions about you based on what you look like. Do you send that booking agent a really crappy looking photo? His first impression is going to be made on that. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, you've got it, to get him past that to actually listen to the music and talk to you. So right. it's really important to have that professional photo. And that, that you know, there's so much that goes into a professional photo. It's not just a great camera and a photographer. It's the location. It's the lighting. It's Absolutely. you understanding, is he in a good mood or a bad mood? How do I work from that? It's no different than writing a yeah. song. Just having... Just having a great Gibson guitar does not make you write a great song. Yeah, that's Just right. going into the world's number one recording studio doesn't mean you're going to have a great sounding album. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's it comes down to branding. And I don't think a lot of the bands that we grew up in gave it as much thought, you know, as they probably wished they had because years later, those images those album covers are now their brand they're they their merch they look back them. and they go oh my god <laughs> yeah i mean look at kiss you know their first album cover you know they they had some help uh you know with the makeup and it wasn't quite really what they were doing at the time you know it was it was okay but some of their later album covers they they got it yeah, you know, yeah. So no, it, it it is it is extremely important to take uh, these photos very seriously. And and back to what you're saying, you can't just have your neighbor, your friend, your buddy, your wife do it because they happen to have a good camera that takes 10 megapixel photos, and there's a flash built into it. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. It. You hold that photo up against something that's done professionally, and you'll look at them and go, "Wow, I can immediately tell the difference here." Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I've done the same thing that you did. You know, maybe with Cinderella. I remember uh, the band Candy. Yep. Um, with you know that that album cover, I remember just going through a record bin, and I saw that, and I I, I bought it. I knew that that just the look, you know. Um, and I think that. If you do it right, you're going to garner attention because we're very visual beings. And as we're going through our Twitter feed or our Facebook feed, if that image captures your attention, like, oh, what's that? You know, that's, that's free advertising. That's, that's branding. And I can't stress enough how important that is. And it's not hard to get. Um, all you need to do is, you know, sit down with a real you know, photographers, someone who's done this sort of thing. And they're, they're everywhere. There's tons of great photographers out there and they're easy to find. And kind of plan out. If you don't know what your look is, then go into the studio like we did with Nikki Davey and bring in a dozen different changes of clothing, shoot it all, and then sit down, you know, at a Starbucks with a laptop with your photographer and go through those and be brutally honest about, you know, what it is you're trying to convey and try to stay away from some of those pitfalls that you mentioned earlier. You know, the train tracks, the, the back alley photo. Try to do something, you know, a little bit 
more original that speaks to who you are as an artist. Yeah, yeah. So if you could give one tip to to young artists who are going into their first studio with a professional photographer, what would be the one tip that you would love to give them? The one tip I think would be planning. You know, sit down beforehand and kind of plan it out. So you're, you know, it's not as expensive as studio recording time. Uh, typically, the in front of a, you know, a, a good studio, it's it's not as expensive, but it is time, as you mentioned. You know, typically um, my shoots are are two hour shoots. You know, with Rick, I might go to three, and I've gone as far as four, but typically around two hours. So that's that time goes by incredibly fast. You don't want to spend um, a full hour discussing it and then only having an hour for for photos yeah and then you know once once you plan it out then when you get in there you know the other thing you kind of got to remember is that that camera looking back at you that's that's your fan base that's your family and friends that's and just relax and have a good time with it and, you know, if you've got a good photographer and you can relax and you plan, man, sometimes magic happens, yep. you know? Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about live photography now. Sure. So whether it's a, a Madison Square Garden or the bar down the street, um, at some point in time, you're going to have somebody who wants to take live photos, professional photographer or a fan. Yeah. Um. Now, we've both done live photography. I did a lot of live photography with KISS, and you've done a lot more with many other bands as well. Um, what, what, what would you advise people when it comes to live photography? Well, there, there's two things. One, on the artist side, you know, make sure that, you know, a lot of these times you're going to be playing in a small club that isn't going to look like Madison Square Garden, and that's okay. You know, it's all about the lighting, Always has been, always will be. It's always about the lighting. And so if you make sure you dress the part, whatever you know that is for your, for your band, make sure you look good, but then make sure that there is uh, good lighting. Um, nobody wants to look at a dark, underexposed you know, image of you that's grainy or whatever. Um, but if, if you get something that's well lit, Number one and number two, you want to show your personality. You don't need to have a full-length body shot of you with your guitar. People want to see your eyes. You know, they want to see your personality. Um, live shots, you know, on the band side, that that's pretty easy. You just do what you do. On the photographer side, um, you can actually have, um, you know, fans and friends and people who, you know. You don't necessarily have to have a professional photographer. Now, when you play a little bit larger venue, I think that's when you really will see the difference between having, you know, a, a pro photographer as opposed to just your buddy because they'll know what angles to kind of get at to get the right lighting. But if you're playing in a club or whatever, you know, number one, I, I, I would never have whoever's shooting you use a flash ever. It's It takes away all the colors of the lights and it's going to make your face look all white and pasty and... Um, look like you know Hit Parade or Magazine in the early 80s. You, you don't want that look. Um, you want that color. And with these days, with shoot, I mean, if you're up front with an with an iPhone, I, I'm surprised at how great some of those yeah. images will look. And again, you know, you're not going to make a T-shirt out of it, but you you can use it for your socials and and things like that, which are really important. So you know, don't use a flash. 
get close. That's there's a reason why professional photographers, you know, shoot from the photographer pit. The closer you get, the more intense those lights are and the better exposures that they get. You know, yeah, it's okay to shoot from the back of a an arena once in a while to get the big, you know, full stage shot, but don't make that, you know, your entire Well, you know, and, shoot. And, and and to that one point, um keep in mind what is going to be seen. If you've got a sold out venue, that looks great. <laughs> Good if point. you've only got three rows of people and then seventy five percent of an empty floor, yeah. you don't want that on a photo. Right. So That's right. keep keep that in mind. Um, you know, the one the one thing I would advise and, and, and again my, my experience comes from um, doing photography of KISS is as the musician play to that photographer so and 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 quite often you're only going to want to give that photographer access for x amount of songs because you don't want them you don't want them in front you don't want them getting in the way you don't want them interfering with fans but you also don't want them distracting you because to some extent there is going to be that distraction but because when i say play to them those that first song those first three songs they're there to capture you for something. Yeah. To put in the papers review tomorrow, to put on a website for you to use. So and and you and I have seen this, so when when that photographer is looking trying to take pictures of you, don't turn away and play for that one moment. Right. That camera is the fan you're playing to. Get right down there and look right in yeah. them. Play to them. Give them exactly what they need. Because, you know, two songs from now, they'll be gone. The, the photo pit will yeah. be cleared. You'll have your tour manager get them out, put the camera away. Now you're right. back to playing to the entire audience. Play to those Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. The, the the bands that do it well, of course, you know, Kiss, they're the masters at that. You know, bands like the Scorpions, you know, Cheap Trick. Some of these bands are just so good at, you know, they know those first three songs are crucial because that's when those press photographers are going to be there. Then they're going to bail. The other thing is that you got to remember those first three songs are before you get all sweaty and you, you still know, look clean and uh, fresh you don't look as good after your the, makeup hasn't run yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> shirts aren't untucked um but also keep in mind if you do have yeah um stage effects you know make sure you put some of those stage effects up there in the first three songs so the photographers can get the beautiful lights the confetti whatever it might be you know if you're if you're big enough that you're doing pyro Make sure they've got some pyro that they can they can catch on yeah. film as well. Don't put yeah. it all in the last song when nobody's there taking a picture of it except for your fans. Yeah, I, I would only add that uh, one mistake I see a lot of younger bands do is in the first few songs, they use those lights in the back and they'll have some fog going and then they'll light up the stage from behind. And it's a nice effect. It looks really beautiful. But what you get is a lot of silhouettes. Yeah. And then when the lights go on, it's such a wash of light because now the light's reflecting off of that fog. And I've had photographer friends of mine complain about just how impossible it is to shoot through that crap. It's it's okay to do that. It's It, it really is a, a cool effect. But you might want to save that until after the third song. Yeah, there, 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 there are things like that that, you know, when, when I've been, like, 
taking photos of Kiss, a lot of a lot of quick changes in lights from red light to white light to green light to blue light to pyro, it freaking messes with your focus. That's right. You know, the yeah. autofocus just can't keep up with this. So to some extent, you might want to sit here and go, okay, for this song, let's stick to white light for the whole song. And the keep next song, keep it simple so they can work with it. Because you're right, there's nothing worse as a photographer than you're going, oh, that's a great pose. But oh, for Christ's sake, right in the middle of it, they change from a bright light to a silhouette. I can't do anything with this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think those, those live shots are so important. And because you can post on your socials, hey, we played this show last night. Here are some photos from it. What KISS does, which I, I think is really brilliant, is that they've never, and you know this better than anyone, they don't post everything that day. If there's some kind of an event or some kind of you know tour going on, They'll, they're, what I love about their site is it's kind of a blog that just, you know, refreshes every day. Um, there's nothing more frustrating for a music fan than to go to your site, your socials, and not see anything new. After a while, they just lose interest. And what happens with KISS is they'll post, here's a couple of photos from that event. Then maybe the next day, here's, here's a couple more. Or here's some behind-the-scenes things. And I think they're really good at that always have been and and that's kind of what I coach clients to do is you know you've got this I hate using the word content but that's what it is you know whether it's video whether it's images whatever it is you know kind of feed you know to your socials and keep these folks interested and do it over time now let me ask you what's your what's your opinion of um uh photo contracts and agreements especially when it comes to live shows you know some bands you don't take a picture of us if you don't sign a contract and give us every single image before you leave the building and other bands are like take whatever you want do whatever you want we love and embrace it i mean what's your feelings well they've gotten uh stricter over the years and there's certain bands that i won't shoot anymore because of their contracts. Um, I've shot Def Leppard many times, but their agreement that you have to sign now says that you can't even use those images on your socials or your website. And, you know, I draw the line at that because I want to, you know, I'm helping them, you know, they're helping me, you know, I want to be able to at least post like, here's an image from, you know, that I shot from that show. Now, and, 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 let, and let's keep in mind one distinction here. So when it comes to a studio photo session, you as the photographer, um, are most likely being paid. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes Work to li- live photography, quite often you're not being paid. You are given the photo pass, you've made a request, you might have given an assignment from some magazine, but you're not necessarily getting paid to be there. In certain instances, a band will hire a single photographer to come out to a series of shows and photograph all night long because those are photos that they definitely want to use for tour books or live album or whatever. So the distinction being, if they're going to pay you, and and this is my feeling, if they're paying you, they have every right to say you can't do squat with these photos. We're paying you for these. Mm -hmm. If you're coming out there and doing it on your time and not getting paid for it, I think the least they can do is let you use it as portfolio material and like yeah, you said if you won't let you. if you won't let me yeah. use it 
I don't need to be there because it's my it's my time. No one's compensating me for my yeah. time. Yeah, there's certain bands, you know, that I, I I will go out and shoot them live and, and, and I love it. You know, it's just it's so great, you know, to be in that position and to, you know, and enjoy the show from that uh, vantage point and those sorts of things. But but you're right. I think that there there are some things that I've signed in the past, notably from I'm trying to remember like uh, Kiss has done it a few times, although it's not consistent, and and Cheap Trick where you sign a release, but what it, basically what it says is, you know, that if you're shooting for such and such magazine, that you're going to use the photos for that magazine, and that you're not going to sell. You know, uh, you 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 are not granted a license to use these images. To create right. product and merchandise to sell is, is a That's lot of right. times what these contracts will say. And you know what's funny is uh, I see my images on uh, stuff on eBay all the time. Coffee mugs, T-shirts, you know, people will bootleg your stuff. I was at the Pasadena Swap Meet and, you know, found these DVDs that had all, all of my photos, you know, that they they just pull them off the web. Right. You know, and, and they use it and, you know, it, it doesn't bother me. I know some artists, you know they're they're more concerned about that stuff than others um but i will sign you know those those agreements that say look you're not going to sell these images um because i do believe that if you're going to make money off of the band um then that's a different discussion and you know you have to talk through how that participation is going to work but as far as you know, I've really, other than that Def Leppard agreement, I've really never seen any other artist, um, you know, say to me, you know, you you can't use these on your socials. And and to your point earlier, bands now, you know, are having a band photographer that basically goes on tour with them or is part of their uh, their touring team, like Sticks, uses uh, one of their road crew guys, uh, Jason Powell, who's very good and right. And, and his photos, and, and you, you know, you look at Kiss, and, and what I love about that is, you know, you get those great behind, you know, the band shots, you know, after each show, you know, shot from the drum riser where they turn around and face the drum riser, and you have the crowd in the background, you know, that Dean shoots right. uh, after shows, and those are really cool too. You know, I think there there is something to be said for, you know, if you're in that position to having a dedicated person come out, but. At every show, as you know, there's, you know, uh, go, it could be three people, it could be 13 people in the pit, you know, for the first three songs. A lot of bands are moving to first one or first two songs. And for a newspaper photographer, that's fine. They, they want to get out of there and get that image back. It's quite, so quite it honestly, runs. the photographers may not actually even be a fan of the band. Right. They're just, again, they were assigned to go it's there. It's a job. It's a job. <laughs> And I've been at some of those. I've shot bands that I had no interest really in their music, but as a professional, you go and you try to get the best images that you can, and that's that's fine. But you know, I, typically I love shooting the entire show, and I've been very fortunate with you know Kiss and and you know some of these other bands where I've been allowed to shoot uh, entire shows because that's when you get you know some of these moments that just don't happen in the first three songs. And the first three songs with Kiss. You know, you get Paul's guitar between the legs. You know, you get the three of them up front. You know, there's certain things that you get at every show, and they like to control that because it looks pro. They're clean. You know, they're not sweaty and yep. messed up. And you know, I get it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. 
Um, for so so for young bands, you know, if you're playing clubs, um, I'm not sure a photo agreement is necessary. Yeah. Um, but I think you should always be thinking about photographers, and and you may not be big enough to have somebody coming out being assigned to photograph you, but you should. I bet you have fans who you know because they're at every show. You see that fan in the front. Um, My advice is reach out to that fan and go, listen, you're here at every show. We'd love it if you took some photos of us. Sure. Maybe put them on the stage. Put them on the side of the stage and let them shoot a little bit. We'll give you a a satin stick on. You can come up for two songs and take a photo or – yeah, or may, maybe when we do the bow at the end, you can come up on stage and take a picture of us in front of the, 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 the venue. Um, yeah. There's ways you can get these photos without spending money and making your fans extremely happy. That fan will love you to death because now they feel like the official photographer. And, well, and now and, they're your street team, right? Now they're posting on they're, socials, they're hey, I team. shot so-and-so. And you may actually luck into getting a great photographer some of these fans actually are good photographers yeah and you will get lucky and realize man this person is taking some great photos you know what how would you like to take some photos in a studio of us yeah you know we we can't afford a professional photographer quite yet but maybe we'll cut it we'll work a deal with you we'll give you we'll take you out to dinner or, or whatever um you know, you've got to be creative and imaginative when you're at yeah. that 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 young level when you're first starting out, and and yeah. look to your fans as a source that you could potentially tap. Sure, the the best bands do that. If you look at a lot of the top bands, people in their team are are fans that wanted to contribute and be part of that street team, and then they showed that they were loyal and had skills and. You see it across the board. The only thing I would add to to that, Michael, is that once you get into the studio, I would make sure you have some sort of agreement on paper as to how those images can be used oh, by the photographer. Yeah, yes, because you're you're gonna you want never know. A, you're gonna want a basic agreement that gives you full rights to use them however you want. That means right. I can put it on an album cover, I can put it on a t-shirt, I can sell it to merchandise, I can make a video game out of it. And in perpetuity. No, and, and, yeah, in perpetuity and no additional compensation to the photographer. So because if you don't have that agreement, you know, you a roll of the dice and you get lucky and all of a sudden you become huge and that photographer comes knocking on your door 10 years from now saying, you know what, we never had a contract. And I want 50% of whatever you generated off of this, or I'm forbidding you from using this image on an album cover. Um, protect yourself. I mean, at that, at that level, get a lawyer to draw up a basic contract. I mean, you could yeah, probably... Yeah, there's some online. Pro- I was just going to say, yeah, you could probably find these online, really, really simple contracts that basically give you full rights in perpetuity forever, worldwide, for all of these images, you That's never right. have to ask the artist, the photographer, for permission to do anything yeah. with them. Yeah, and you may even want to think video as well as you're having people shoot. Everybody's videotaping at shows. Um, some of these cameras shoot 
you know, 1080p, you know, some of these, you know, are high def. Um, and some of this footage could be very valuable uh, to you. So I, I would encourage, you know, especially new developing artists to, you know, videotape stuff at, at your photo shoot. You know, videotape stuff, uh, you know, your live stuff and archive this because not only can you use it for your socials and for your website and, and things like that, you can also use it to, you know, send to prospective managers, booking agents, those sorts of things. But down the road, if everything goes well, you may want to put together, you know, uh, a video uh, a, a compilation a, a, or a, a box D, set. A, a or, DVD of the beginning days of this band and... Yeah. Well, you were fortunate enough to capture a lot of it on videotape. Yeah, archive that stuff. I know with Cheap Trick, you know, Bunny Carlos for years was kind of the band's archivist and saved all their images and videos and, and all of that. Um, and, you know, you go visit, you know, Gene Simmons' house and he has all the, you know, backstage passes and, you know, all of that, passports, all of those sorts of things. And, yep. and I think that's very valuable. Yep, yep. So there you go, guys. I mean, I think that's some really good advice when it comes to photography in the studio live photos i mean there there's so much more to it but i think those are two basic areas that every band every musician singer songwriter is going to deal with at some point in time um by all means if you've got some additional specific questions hit us up hit jay up yeah. directly i mean jay hit does us both yeah, yeah jay does a lot of professional photography work so you know, he can he can be a great source um, for, for some questions and stuff like Happy that. Happy to help. Absolutely. Um, you know where to find us online. You can follow us on Twitter. Right below, you'll see our Twitter IDs. Um, you can leave comments on YouTube and Spreaker and wherever you listen to us. So, till next week. Thanks, everyone.